0: All right. What up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Brandon Lebowitz, who is a digital marketing specialist. Brandon, how you doing?
1: Doing well. Thanks for having me on today.
0: Of course. Thanks for coming on. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great.
1: Yeah. My name is Brandon Lebowitz. I've been involved with digital marketing since 2007, really helping out with search engine optimization, SEO, which is a way to get free traffic to your website, doing social media, doing a little bit of paid ads, but really focused on the SEO side of things, just trying to hone in on that free traffic that Google's willing to give out and worked over the years at different advertising agencies and always, while I was working full time, would do some freelance work, trying to like pick up clients here and there, building up my business and always had that entrepreneurial spirit growing up. So, doing this over the years was able to build it up to be able to quit my job and focus on this solely and just really build that up and when i'm not working really like skateboarding or snowboarding traveling when you could got to do it but yeah really just try to get out there and get out as much as possible
0: there we go there we go so it was a little bit of an on-ramp for you you weren't like quit the job go full-time into business with no clients it's like job get the book of clients until it can kind of replace the income
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, always working full time, wasn't planning on doing this. I got my degree in business marketing. And the first job I got out of school was to help out this company doing their SEO. And just like, I have no idea what this is. So like, don't worry, we don't know much about it either. We're going to take like, classes and workshops and learn alongside you, which after I went to a few workshops, these workshops are talking about everything with digital marketing, showing like affiliate marketing and like how you can have your own website and be your own boss. And this is back in 2007. So it kind of sparked my interest because I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit where I was like, I want to have my own company. I want to be my own boss. So when I got this first job after a few months, I just realized, Hey, I could just get a website or have someone build a website. I don't know how to build a website. it's a whole different learning curve right there, but have someone build a website for me, which we actually bartered. I did their SEO and they built me a website and then I could just pick up clients here and there and build that up. And while I was working for full-time, always be picking up clients here and there I wasn't focused on building up the company solely I was just like I right, comfortable working full-time but I could make some extra passive or not passive, but extra income let's do it and over the years just built that up until I was like actually maybe I should really focus on this full-time and got enough clients where I'm actually making the same amount by making up this advertising agency so maybe I should just go with this and did that and just built it up from there
0: there we go there we go I love it. And what was your primary form of lead generation kind of when you were getting clients and working a full-time job?
1: SEO on my website, making sure I rank on Google was good, but also back then not many people really knew what SEO was. So it was kind of like educating people. So my friend and I, we actually met at one of these agencies I was working at. He does paid ads and I did SEO and we're like, let's teach classes. And so him and I, we would do free classes and get people in talking about digital marketing and stuff like that. And that works really well or worked really well at the beginning. Nowadays, a lot of people or people are searching for SEO. People realize yeah. how important it is, but back in 2007, eight, nine, 10, like people didn't really, even a couple of years ago, people don't really understand the value of SEO. Don't understand what it is. They don't understand why they need it. But nowadays I feel like everyone kind of realizes you have to be online. If not, you're missing out to a huge potential traffic source.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. That's awesome, man. Well, tell us a bit more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day?
1: I just like the flexibility of being your own boss. And even though you work a lot more, but you know, pick and choose and be like, all right, maybe I'll sleep in a little bit longer unless you have a meeting or something like that. But in general, flexibility, you know, travel, just kind of like, what would I do? You don't really need much. All you need is a laptop and internet connection. So you just kind of pick up and go and travel around and just really like helping other businesses, trying to watch them grow and succeed as well. So try to like tap into that free traffic and get people to start ranking for their keywords and seeing how big of a difference that makes when you're ranking organically and getting that traffic for free and just watching them grow for the next level for businesses. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, for sure. I love that, man, I love that. Tell us a bit more about um, your dreams and goals. What is your vision for the business and for the rest of your life? I noticed you mentioned passive income in there a little bit is that something that's kind of on the horizon for you are you just going to stick with the business tell us a bit about it
1: i mean any way to do passive income is going to be the best if you can figure out a way to tap into that so there's always things like affiliate marketing and doing um tons of other ways to get that passive income and just try to tap into that and build up a whole different set of different websites targeting different products and services and get that passive income but it's tough because then you're managing multiple websites, which are essentially multiple businesses and takes up a lot of time. But over time we'd probably wanna keep growing this, building it up, get a full time or like, yeah, just keep building it up to building up a full time team employees and growing it and as so much as possible, but also love skateboarding. So maybe building a skateboard company, which is something I kind of tapped into a few years ago and see if that takes off. But for now, the digital marketing is the way to go skateboarding. There's not too much money in it. It's my passion. So just doing it for fun, not worrying too much about the money, but if it does take off, that would be the best and more ideal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. And so a skateboard company, are you selling skateboards? Are you teaching people how to skateboard? Like what's the value add of the skateboard company?
1: No, so I worked at other skateboard companies, helping them with their social media. And they weren't really listening to what I was telling them to do, like recommending like basic stuff. Like, putting hashtags and stuff like their company name. They're a really big company. I was like, you should probably put your hashtag there. People will find you, but I didn't want to do any of that? So I made my own page and it just kind of took off to a couple hundred thousand followers. I got to a hundred thousand followers in the first year. So I was like, let me kind of push this a little bit, which is just me reposting other skateboarders. So finding other like amateurs and up and coming skateboarders that don't get all that publicity that the professionals do posting them on my page and, Showcasing them and it just really took off. And a couple of years ago, I was like, all right, I have this big following. How do I monetize it? So decided to make skateboard bearings, the part that goes in the wheels to help them spin. So working on that for now. We'll see how it goes.
0: There we go. There we go. So you just casually went and got a hundred thousand followers in a year for an Instagram page. A lot of people listening would also love to do that. So can you walk us through that process a little bit?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot easier back then like five years ago now it's tough to grow accounts and if you do grow an account the reach is so low so it's like you get all these new followers most of them are not going to see your content without you advertising and boosting a post and it's really like a pay-to-play platform nowadays but the way i grew it back then was posting a lot so i post like eight times a day because there was no algorithm back then it was just chronological which was the best way to do it i wish it was like that but They don't have it anymore, chronological, so you don't have to, I mean, the more content you put out, the better, but I was posting multiple times a day. You could use 30 hashtags pretty easily, mixing them up, not using the same hashtags. I'd have like a couple hundred hashtags saved in my phone, so anytime I post, randomly pick different hashtags, if you use the same ones over and over again, they're going to shadow ban you, and yeah, so basically those things, never running ads, just consistently posting, and just engaging and building relationships with other people. Being like, hey, I repost you, can you repost me? And tapping into each other's audiences because there are some other skateboarding pages too that were similar in size with me. And we're like, hey, we're still competing against these big, big corporate sites. Let's help each other out. Since we both have a couple hundred thousand followers, let's try to target the ones that go after a million followers and we'll just tap into each other's audiences.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, there we go. That is, uh, reminds me of Russell Brunson's concept of the dream 100, like in his book, traffic secrets, he talks about how, when you're trying to get traffic, you don't have to go, like, you don't have to go create traffic flow. Like it's already flowing somewhere. You just have to get in front of it by partnering with the people who already have the traffic. So I thought that was a really good application of that. So Mm -hmm. awesome, man.
1: That definitely works. That definitely works. And also like posting other content you never know who's going to repost you and i've had accounts with a couple million followers repost my content just because just because they saw it and they're like all right we want to repost it and most of the time they don't even ask you they'll just give you like a shout out so then you could like reach out manually and like message these companies and be like hey can we do this on a more frequent basis like i'll repost you 10 times a week maybe because you have more followers than me and i'll repost and maybe you repost me once a month or whatever it is but just Kind of work with other people because more you work with others the easier it's going to be build those relationships with social media with seo with pretty much anything in digital marketing it's going to help out a lot more
0: yeah yeah there we go i feel like that's everything in business honestly everything in life <laughs> yeah pretty much life yeah, yeah. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Well, so for your dreams and goals, we have keep building your agency to the point where you get a full team. You can kind of outsource some of the work and you're more running a business, working on the business as opposed to in the business. And then your second dream or goal, launching your skateboard company and getting that off the ground. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about?
1: Those are the main ones. Cause I feel like those are already two big ones that oh, yeah. take up a lot of time and trying to run one company is tough and trying to run two is even tougher. So Don't put too much time into the skateboarding one. It's really just like a passion hobby right there. Just anytime I have some free time working on it, but the SEO digital marketing agency is really the main focus, but who knows? We'll see if that skateboard company eventually takes off. But for now, all is good.
0: There we go. There we go. Well, if there were one or two people that you can meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they would help you take the next step towards really getting your digital marketing agency scaled, or getting that skateboard company off the ground, who would they be? And how would they help you out?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, i probably wanna to talk to maybe like Gary Vee or some of these people that have been around for longer than me because having a mentor is so very important. And talking to people that could help out or that have the experience can help you save a lot of time and headaches and money, but more headaches and time, which is the main thing. So anything to help out and just tap into someone else to get another perspective and point of view is gonna be beneficial. but done like mentorship or had mentors, which are similar to that, but having someone that's way up there that really knows digital because a lot of mentors are retired business owners and digital marketing wasn't really out back then. I mean, it was, but it wasn't so prevalent it is today. So trying to tap into someone that really knows digital and knows all aspects of it would be interesting to pick their brain a little bit.
0: There we go. There we go. And if you were to pick their brain, do you think it would mainly be a strategy thing they would help you with, a perspective thing they would help you with? Where do you think their biggest help would be?
1: Yeah, perspective probably, or just trying to overall try to figure out long-term goals and how to get there and see what's worked, what hasn't worked for them, and try to just see, or what's future holds, how to kind of figure that part out. So a little bit of strategy as well, trying to tap into that because that part is always interesting. Trying to figure out what the next thing is. If search engines are going to still be around, are they going to still be people going on Google, or is it going to be the metaverse or social TikTok popping up? Is that one going to stay there, or is another one going to emerge, or what's going to happen to Instagram with Instagram Reels? Are going to take over TikTok like they did with IG Stories, kind of taking Snapchat down? Well, Snapchat's still there, but not many people use it like they used to a couple of years ago. And Instagram is has that power because they. Facebook owns them, and Facebook has a lot of power. Facebook's still one of the top three most popular websites on the internet, so they have a lot of push right there. It's like Google's the most popular. I think Facebook and YouTube switch off every day from number two and three.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, awesome. What is the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals? So Sally at the supermarket, how can she help you out?
1: Um, just by... Being nice and friendly and spreading those good vibes and positivity and just keeping the world happy and not being rude or negative because whatever you convey is going to be passed on to other people. And if everyone's in a happy mood, it's going to make things a lot better and will help out with everyone's goals in life. It's not going to help out with mine, but just help out in general. But just spreading that positivity and just thinking positive and not worrying too much about everything and trying to just live in that moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I. Are you, do you know who Alex Hormozy is? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He's uh, a he wrote one hundred million dollar offers. His like following is growing, and he talks recently talked about the death of your ego on a podcast with Lewis Howes, the School of Greatness. And (laughs) you said live in the moment, and it just made me think of that because I'm like, I feel like living in the moment, um, the power of now talks a lot about living in the moment being like. Kind of like the death of your ego where it's like when you're in the moment, you really, you really shouldn't have anxiety. You really shouldn't be frustrated because everything you need is always right here in the moment. And to kind of focus on that and spread the good vibes. I just want to say, I appreciate that answer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It ties into, I am reading the power of now. So I feel like that's probably why it's so prevalent.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And the first question is favorite book, movie or podcast pick one besides this podcast, of course.
1: Yeah, of course. Number one for you, but <laughs> uh, Lex Friedman has a really interesting podcast that I've been listening to. That one is more about like AI. He builds robots and stuff like that, but it's interesting because he has some really good guests on and asks some really good questions. Like he always asks these guests, like the meaning of life and anything they would look back on and change or recommend to their younger selves. And we'll get like people like, Elon Musk or like Mark Zuckerberg or have the guy that created the iPod and the iPhone. So get some pretty interesting people and get to that, but also gets about like artificial intelligence in life. And that was pretty interesting, like building robots and how the robots like communicate with each other. And now they're asking like, am I human and all this stuff? So it's pretty weird. It's a lot of interesting stuff that goes on in that podcast.
0: So yeah, I might have to give it a listen. Um, what do you think is the, what is your favorite question that he's ever asked? I'm always on the lookout for good questions.
1: The meaning of life is a pretty good one. Or what do you for like yours might be better. Like, what do you recommend or what would you say to your younger self? Like giving yourself some guidance, but the meaning of life is an interesting one too. Everyone's perspective, like what is the meaning? But it's cause he does AI. So he's really interested in like all that stuff is like what's going on and how does it all work? Programming yep. and all this coding stuff. It's interesting. It's very confusing. <laughs> I get pretty confused all the time. Like what is going on here? But pick up little bits and pieces I'm just like, all right, that is interesting. It is really strange and it's a good one.
0: Yeah, no, sure. I love that. And what is um, one way you like to take care of yourself?
1: Just by having that work-life balance, just working all the time. It's not good. So trying to get that balance and just getting out, going down to the beach or something in Los Angeles, close to the beach. So definitely try to take advantage of that and just trying to have that work-life balance because if you're just working all the time, I've seen too many people doing it and it's not good. But being your own boss, you're just like, all right, I could just keep working and working and working, and just kind of get sucked into it, which it's not good. You gotta take a step back every once in a while and take some time.
0: Yeah. I will say um I think I I think that was the reason for my headache earlier this morning. <laughs> I've been kind of running into that where it's like trying to monetize the podcast with the community on the back end that is more aligned with my passion than my current W-2 is. And I feel like I'll just be going for it all the time. And even when I'm not working on it, it's on my mind. Yep. So like, even when I'm out, like just, you know, having fun, playing volleyball or hanging out with my fiance or whatever it may be, I'm like, I'm thinking about business. <laughs> and so I just never get a break. And so, um, kind of took me for a, a whirl this morning, but, um, yeah,
1: it never turns off. Unfortunately, when you have your own company. He was like, all right, I can watch some Netflix, but uh, maybe I could do a little bit of work right now instead of watching this Netflix show. So it's tough to kind of step back and just be like, no, got to relax, watch some Netflix every once in a while, just yeah. zone out for a little bit. It's good to just get some relaxation or whatever you want to do to escape.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet Gary Vee?
1: probably just keep doing what I'm doing and put myself out there as much as possible. And hopefully he'll find me just like I found him and other people have found him, which is putting out good content, good articles, videos, podcasts, whatever it is, what that you're putting out there, because I mean, a lot of what I do is getting the name out there for other people. So getting the name out there for myself and building up my company, my brand is going to get other people in the industry that are doing what I'm doing to notice me. And he's in my industry. So if I keep building up, he will probably take notice and maybe be interested, or I got to do the outreach too, because you can't just expect them to find you and reach out to you. They might find you like your pictures and stuff, comment, but you still got to take that initiative and reach out to them because you got to think of how many messages and how busy they are and trying to figure out ways to message them because if you're just messaging them on Instagram, it's too saturated there, too many followers on there. Whereas if you message someone on like Twitter, not As many f- people follow people on Twitter, so I have reached out to pretty big influencers. And because with digital markets, a lot of building relationships, so I was able to reach out to like brands and stuff like that on Twitter, and they'll get back to you because there's no filtered hidden inbox like there is on Facebook, which most people don't even know about that filtered inbox on Facebook. Instagram, they have that filtered and hidden inbox, but most people could see it, it's not really hidden. But Facebook, most people don't even know about it. And like when you message to people on Twitter, though, they get back to you, LinkedIn so much spam on LinkedIn. I feel like nowadays, like I get hundreds of requests every single week from people to add me as connections. And they all send me the same generic kind of intro, like, Hey, I want to partner with you and all this stuff. It's just too salesy, too spammy. So just trying to figure out how not to spam people, but still get their attention and not be annoying and obtrusive.
0: Yeah. There's a really good book. You know, I'm John Ruland, he needs, to, uh, he needs to come on my podcast. I need to get him on my podcast just because I've advertised his book for him so much. But it's simply such a good book. It's called Giftology. And have you read that before?
1: No, we have to write that one down, Giftology.
0: Yeah, it is such a good book because he talks about, um, I think the way to like kind of get the attention of somebody who is pretty famous, you know, they're really busy, you know, they have a lot of people wanting their attention is to like really hook them. And a good way to hook people is giving them a really thoughtful, personalized gift that touches their heart. And that's kind of the premise of his book. He's like, he kind of talks about giftology as a marketing thing, because underlying all business is relationships. And so you basically make your dream 100 or whatever and get them gifts that are very personal to them. And so an example of that is like, he put his book in a really unique kind of fresh thing that would interrupt somebody's day. It's kind of like a, what is it in sales? A pattern interrupt a little bit, like you knock them off their, knock them off their feet for a little bit. Anyway, he runs a company that's like giftology, which is a marketing campaign through gifts And I think that'd be a great way to meet Gary Vee. The example I was gonna say is Tony Robbins. He got Tony Robbins a knife set, like I think a Cutco knife set, but he got Tony Robbins' quotes engraved on the knives and like gave them to his whole family. And like, that had like Tony and his family in tears. It was such a thoughtful gift. And then he did business with Tony Robbins. Like, that's amazing. (laughs) A really big brand, you know? And so I just thought that was cool.
1: That's a smart way to do it. Definitely, definitely getting creative with it, thinking outside the box, and giving a unique gift too—not just giving the standard thing, but something that's going to stand out and differentiate yourself. I'm going to check out that book for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let me know how. Let me know how it is for you. Uh, we got our final series of questions now, and uh, you're going to have to stick with me because they require a bit of pretext.
1: So okay. the
0: first question is. A lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, I'm sorry, I messed that up. The catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change, to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change. The catalyst that causes that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree with that? Do you disagree? Anything to add, anything to subtract?
1: No. Yeah, I would say I definitely agree. Yeah. I think something, usually a big change has to happen where you just realize, all right, this is not working. I got to change things up or you see it's working really well, but you're like, I still have to change things up a little bit because I don't want to lose this momentum and just have things just go stagnant, but you have to be open to... getting some help, like I was saying earlier, like a mentor, so beneficial, like getting mentors help me out so much, saving so much time. So God ask for help and be receptive to, it doesn't have to be a mentor. it could be anyone, but just be open to their opinions. Even if it's negative, they're going to help you learn and grow from there and just learn as much as you can.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. Why do you think some people, Given that same extreme inspiration or extreme desperation, make the choice to change while others don't.
1: Maybe because they see how they don't change, it's going to keep them on that same road. And if it's negative, it's not going to look good. Or they could see that other companies have done really well and then all of a sudden just kind of disappear and just no one knows what happened to them. They're just kind of gone with the the other thousands, millions of companies out there. So just realizing that you need to be open to change because can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again if you just look at digital marketing like look at how often it's changing every single day every single minute every second something new is popping up so you have to be on top of it. otherwise you'll be stuck in the old ways and what works today doesn't necessarily going to work tomorrow
0: yeah yeah absolutely so kind of uh being open minded some people are open-minded some people aren't and that's why um some will change and some will
1: not for the most part yeah gotta definitely be open-minded or or be desperate to be like, all right, I need to just do something else. If I don't do anything else, it's not working right now. I got to figure something out, but open-mindedness helps out a lot.
0: There we go. There we go. And so, you know, some people need a smaller amount of desperation or inspiration to change and others need a larger, more consistent amount. What do you think establishes that breaking point, that threshold, and can it be influenced?
1: I think it's different for everyone. So I feel like it can be influenced just depending on what you're looking for, where you're at in life, who's impacting or who you talk to in life, who's around you, who's like your core group of friends and family. Cause all that's probably gonna have a big impact, but I feel like it doesn't matter. Or I mean, there's not like a secret formula to like when it's going to happen or when that change will happen. It's just, everybody's so different. It just depends on deep down how badly you want that change or or that you're willing to accept that trying new things out is going to help out.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it can be influenced and a lot of it comes from kind of who you're around or what you've experienced in life.
1: Yeah, that plays a big impact. I feel like who's around you, all the surroundings, your environment is going to have a big impact on that.
0: There we go. There we go. And we have one last question for you. So in Atomic Habits by James Clear, oh, before I ask the question, I want you to keep in mind the person we talked about in the first question in this series of questions, that person with a really fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change. Uh, Keep that avatar in your head. So in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. And the laws are make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. With that context in mind, how can we create an environment that makes it obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying for the avatar that you have in your head to make the choice that will change their life?
1: You just got to let them know or be comfortable around them, not force it on them and let them know they have the option to do it, not do it, but just try to show them maybe like a pros and cons list, just write it down on paper, just so show what's going on, but just... Don't push it on someone because you can't really change people. You can change yourself, but can't really change other people. So if you're trying to push it on anyone else, it's going to be tough. But you just have to have a good environment where you're clear-headed and open to potentially new ideas because if not, it's going to be a little bit tougher to get someone to want to change because change is tough and most people are happy to stay where they're at. But if you give them a good enough reason or show them why, what's in it for them, more value, kind of showing the value that they're going to get from it, feel like that helps out a lot
0: yeah yeah no absolutely I think that's so important and I asked the question purposefully focused on changing the environment around that person to facilitate them making that choice because we can't make choices for people so that Mm -hmm. is a really important thing to keep in mind because I feel like sometimes we try I've definitely tried before (laughs) to change somebody and it's not uh, not a good use of your energy
1: Mm -hmm. yeah we all try to but can't change other people. You can change yourself, but can't change other people. I've learned over the years, even changing yourself is tough. So got to make it easy, have a good environment. Like you're saying, all the four things sound very important. So definitely have to check that book out. Got a lot of new books I have to read now. (laughs) Keep busy.
0: There we go. There we go. Well, awesome. Brandon, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off?
1: No, those would be the main things. And anything with digital marketing, maybe just be patient with it all. Like, a lot of people want that instant, like the growth right away, but it all takes time. It's not immediate, so just keep working at it, and over time, you're going to grow and grow and build it up and build up. Sometimes you go viral and grow pretty quickly. Sometimes it takes a long time, but you never know. Like mine, the skateboarding one grew pretty fast. The SEO company took a lot longer. It wasn't that easy, but I learned all that marketing experience that I translated over to the skateboarding company, which helped me overpass or skip a lot of that those learning curves and just go straight to what I know works, what I've seen work for other people. So. But just be patient with it all. It all takes time, but keep working at it. You'll see that results and you'll see that traction.
0: There we go. Patience and consistency. I love it. Well, awesome. Brandon, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thanks for having me on today.
0: Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Brandon had to say, make sure to go ahead and check him out. If you happen to know any businesses that need some SEO help, go ahead and send them Brandon's way. As we always ask, Go ahead and shoot this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.